Welcome to the Macrofab Engineering Podcast. We are your guests, Eric Benzenoffer. And Scott Hansen. And we've got an idea. And we're your hosts, Parker Dillman. And Stephen Craig. This is episode 77. And, and we, we have, have an, an idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> Turned awesome. out perfect. So today we have uh, Scott and Eric on uh, as guests on the MacFab Engineering Podcast. But uh, Parker and I are also guests on the Idea Tank uh, which is a local podcast here in Houston run by Scott and Eric. Um, do you guys want to give us a quick rundown of the Idea Tank and what you, you guys all do there? Sure. Yeah, we, we help Idea people enjoy their commute. And however else they listen to podcasting, we are that guy who says, hey, I got an idea. And either if, if you don't think you're being pinned in the corner by somebody who says, hey, I got an idea, you enjoy that experience, mm-hmm. then we're the podcast to listen to. Cool. We, yeah, we just have a, a lot of ideas ourselves. Uh, we got started with the podcast playing disc golf, and whenever we're playing disc golf, we just kick back ideas back and forth to each other. And we said, one of the w- one of the days we were playing, we said, "Hey, you know, we should go have a podcast where we just give out ideas." Mm-hmm. So it's just whatever idea comes up, bring it up and discuss it. Yeah, we do. Pl- we do pre-plan the ideas. We found that if we don't know the idea going ahead of time, it's, we got some genuine reactions that that turn out well or a long pause to think of questions sometimes that means the idea is really great because yeah. what can i say sometimes it's it's weighing your friendships thinking do i really <laughs> want to crush this idea i mean this is just a podcast yeah 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 uh and 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 so far our, our fan feedback has said you guys got to crush each other just a little bit yeah just just oh, just, yeah, just yeah. a tiny bit yep. oh that's great and uh scott you're an engineer here I'm an in engineer. houston and Eric, you were an engineer? I'm a recovering engineer. Recovering engineer, mm-hmm. right. I got so, the paper in a tube. It's not getting out of that tube. <laughs> <laughs> and and what do you do now? I am a web developer. At, okay. Yeah. Then every Wednesday he goes to, you know, Engineering Anonymous. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, for the uh, the Idea Tank listeners, uh, we are the MacFab Engineering Podcast, hosted by... Stephen Craig and Parker Dillman. Yep. We are two nerds that talk about uh, hardware, electronics, uh, hacking, and general nerdiness. Yeah, engineering news, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, so I think this kind of all works together really well. I mean, uh, Parker and I are uh, voracious idea creators in the... Uh, that's in, a interesting that's, way to put it, but yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a good word. Yeah. Con- like constantly, it. like... SAT word there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, word, word wise, or whatever the book was, remember back in school, the vocabulary book that you had to memorize from? I don't know, maybe you didn't take that back. No, right. no. <laughs> <laughs> if I did, I forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it was kind of fun. Um, I met Scott on a bachelor party, actually. A uh, bachelor party, we have a common friend, and uh, and he told me about his podcast, and I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like right down our alley. That sounds like something that we could totally uh, gig on. So uh, this is, I guess, the second mashup, uh, podcast mashup. For yes. uh, the MacFab Engineering podcast, and the first for this the idea first, tank. Yeah. This is our first. You guys first have, um, how many episodes well. do you guys have out? We've got nine posted and nine? three in the caddy. Oh, awesome. They're hot and waiting to be released. Where can uh, listeners go and catch that? We are at ideatankpodcast.com, and everything is Idea Tank Podcast. Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, and if you have a Windows phone, there's a link on our website. You can click on that link, and it takes you directly to uh, a place you can buy an iPhone. 
<laughs> oh, I was actually about to make a joke. All three users of Windows phones uh -huh. can use that link. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool, cool. So uh, I guess uh, we're kind of going to start off the podcast a bit with uh, some idea tank ideas. Yeah. Uh, so you guys want to run with it? Yeah, let's. Uh, I do have a surprise for you guys. Okay. I heard on your podcast that there might be some division between you, that there's unpaid Ooh. debts. Oh, am I right? Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, there is an unpaid debt. You, you are you, Stephen. You owe Parker the worst six pack of beer available. Correct? Uh, that this is true. I do. All right. So I mean, we're not going to come on your on your podcast without bridging the gaps. <laughs> so uh, we're healing wounds here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh -oh. Oh, oh, he brought oh, beer. He's he's, bring, he's bringing something out. The best. Oh, oh no! Where'd you find Z? <laughs> yes, it, it, the debt is paid. We found it at Fiesta Foods because you know I didn't know Fiesta they made that anymore. Needs to have Zima. Okay, this is officially the best guests we've ever had. <laughs> All right, <by> far. <laughs> hey. <laughs> well done. There is a pack of Zima for you, Parker. Congratulations for 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 making a PCB just, with zero issues. I'm just shocked that. That they still make. Oh, it says limited release. That mm -hmm. means it's better, right? Mm -hmm. A five point zero percent alcohol. It's like the the small batch. Oh yeah, the, like the, the small, select reserve. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like when they remade. Um, what's the nineties energy drink? Um, surge. 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 Yeah. Yeah. You can buy that on Amazon now. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. that, except in crappy except alcohol. Surge is actually I, all right. I Zima saw that in a Dollar Tree the other the other day. Surge. Surge. surge? Yeah. No. Oh, I, was really, I almost bought some, but. I, I was really hankering Mountain Dew. That if day, you so remember how bad it made your teeth hurt, you can <laughs> do that all over again by buying Surge. Well, the thing about having Surge is, like, I want to drink it while playing GoldenEye on Nintendo 64. Oh, yeah. Watching yeah. Uh, but Nickelodeon. Like all long. Uh, yeah, Slime. All exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Oh, man. That show was awesome. Purple Penguins. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, now that we got our Zima, are you guys ready to? Jump yeah, into no, the I think I think tank? we're ready to cruise now. Let's do it. <laughs> the Zima cruise. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're gonna make that the secret code word. That's because right. Yeah. I want people to type into their email um, text field Zima. Oh, there. We, okay, Zima cruise is the secret code word. So on the MacFab Engineering podcast, we have uh, we. Uh, present a code word every week if oh. you email this code word to podcast at macrofab.com along with your address we'll send some cool swag your way wow yeah. so zima cruise <laughs> <laughs> that's, usually, that's usually we pick something really ridiculous really yeah um yeah zima cruise zima, zima cruise. nothing more ridiculous than that yeah no it's yeah. perfect all right let's shoot some ideas so what's your idea eric you want me to start yeah, yeah go for yeah, it yeah. all right gentlemen Last mile transportation. Are you familiar with it? Uh, what was it? Last mile transportation. No, no, I haven't heard of that. Is it like Uber? It is. Uber is is kind of like that. Imagine if you were in a city unlike Houston, like New York City, or if you were in one of the major China cities where you have mass transit. You mean one where people actually live next to each other? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not Houston. Yeah, not Houston. <laughs> in those cities, there's an efficient way to get from hubs to hub, but that last mile from the efficient hub to your home or to your destination, that's considered the last mile. And right. there's a lot of companies out there making products to to get you there. Mm -hmm. 
electric scooters, hoverboards were in are in that category, hmm. uh, and electric skateboards. So, but there's there's an issue. Last mile transportation is being seized by the cool kids, that crew. <laughs> I don't know if we were part of that crew. Maybe maybe Scott because he also has a business degree. Uh, maybe I've been outed. <laughs> uh. All right, oh, wait, wait. So we're, we're talking about like electric scooters. Um, I'm thinking segways. Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Segway has. This is this is the the niche that kind of shamed Segway for producing a three thousand to six thousand dollar product, because the the market is really underneath two thousand, okay. well under two thousand, all the way into the three hundreds for for hoverboards yep. for personal last mile transportation. Gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. So we're gonna bring the power back to the people with this idea. All right. Um. So the last mile tech is going to skateboards. All of the the movers and shakers, the investment and the powerful technology, it's going into that. It's it's not into scooters. It's not even hoverboards a little bit, but that's those are tricky and pretty terrifying to the common common man. Mm. And electric bikes, they're getting a lot of play too. But the the beauty of a last mile transportation device is you can take it into a coffee shop. You can take it into your destination. You don't have to park it anywhere. You don't got to lock it up. It's small enough to wear. Yeah, it has it to be light enough with you. Yeah, it has to be light you, enough so you can pick it up and store it. Yeah, you can even put it like in your backpack and just take it with you. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So all that mo- momentum going directly into skateboard—that creates a problem for people like me. Skateboards—they're difficult to ride. They're dangerous. Yeah, and you know they're not suitable for rough terrain, especially in the developing world. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's rough terrain right out here in Houston with yeah. all the potholes too. Like well, a skateboard I mean, requires skill. To, to actually operate, absolutely. I who can you guys ride skateboards? I can, yeah, can. barely. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and Scott can, right? I mean, he was business degree, part of the cool. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. That uh, skateboarding one, longboarding one hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. They teach it. <laughs> so the problem is anywhere from nobody's going to notice to all-out class warfare, and that's what we're we're trying to solve here at hmm. the, here at the Idea Tank. Okay. Um. So the solution. Scooterfy. Take your skateboard and turn it into a scooter with this product. Oh, like, is it going to be like a stick that suction cups on top of the scooter? Not just a suction <laughs> cup. Or, or, or onto the uh, skateboard? With one simple clamp, you can turn your electric skateboard into a safe, easy-to-ride scooter. The e-skateboard just got scooterfied. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a, it's a, a bar that you, you clamp to the, the top of the skateboard. But Scott, it's so much more. <laughs> and I got a bolted list to, to, to explain. So you clamp it right to the board. We were thinking of, of replacing the front truck, mm-hmm. but no. no we, just easy, easy on and off. Clamp it right to the board. The front wheel has a larger diameter wheel for road bumps, potholes, and rail tracks. You don't know Casey Neistat? Uh, I don't think so, no. Mm-hmm. He, he grew his YouTube viewership from... One million to seven million with a daily vlog, and a, and a company, and, and he's he's well known for a lot of things. Uh, one is riding a boosted board, which mm-hmm. is a electric skateboard, very powerful. It has a range of about nine miles, and he's very talented on it. You would you would say he's the exception, not the rule, in terms of what skill level it takes to ride a skateboard. Oh, okay. He went to Holland and ate it on a rail track. Because his his wheel got stuck in the, in the rail track. Oh, he didn't go perpendicular to it, kind of. And that's yeah. got like a billion views on YouTube. 
Uh, oh, he gets. He, he <laughs> yeah, gets. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. To put he could it, probably retire from the income that came from that. <laughs> from eating it once. <laughs> He's got as many views as uh, Jimmy Fallon does every night. Oh wow. Yeah. Three about two to three million a night. Wow, that's ridiculous. Never Powerful. heard of this guy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so what? What else you could put on there? The front wheel is high and low frequency shocks for the for the big bumps and also the the road vibration. Big difference from from a skateboard, um, obviously. A sturdy, wide, and familiar bike handle folds out for the rider. Okay, that's what the common man is is used to the comfort level. Oh, okay, yeah, wide grip as opposed to like a what are the little razor razors razor scooters? Razor scooters. Yeah. 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 What is that? Those things you don't you don't turn very quickly on those. No, or I've, you I've eat it hard. Yeah, <laughs> I've actually eaten it more times on a razor scooter than a skateboard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the last element to version one would be a regenerative braking on, on the front wheel, which charges a separate battery. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's cool. you could charge that battery because you can't just plug in an electric skateboard to another battery for some reason. Some of them you have to, you can't operate it while it's going on. So you use the, the technology to get you across Manhattan or across your Chinese city. Mm-hmm. And then when you're at your coffee shop, you can plug uh, it into the wall okay. to get you back. Or you can have this secondary battery ready to go. It's recharged with regenerative battery. Charge your phone. Charge your, charge your scootified electric electric board, and you're good to go. That's cool. You know, the the whole time, what's going through my head, and I, and I can't escape this image, is the pink Mattel hoverboard from Back to the Future Two, the mm-hmm. one that has just like the straight stick standing straight up for the handlebars that yep. uh, Marty McFly steals from the little girl. Remember oh, that one? Yeah. For some reason, yeah. like that's that's in my head, and I know that's totally not the idea of what's going on, but that's I don't know. That would be cool if Mattel made a version of it like that. <laughs> I'm I'm willing to sell this idea for to Mattel. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think you'd be willing to sell that idea to anyone that will give you money. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, for sure. <laughs> and pneumatic tires, right? New, uh, uh, pneumatic wheels for uh, uh, for the terrain, right? Um. Yeah, there's nothing in my bulleted list about tires. So uh, yes, larger tires. Yeah, I think it's the diameter that I'm. Th- yeah. The, the problem I see is the is a small diameter. And yeah. And to be honest, in this community, the electric skateboard community, because like I said, the boosted board goes uh, under ten miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's competitors coming coming out that are up to thirty miles for oh, yeah. a skateboard. Yeah. So thirty it, miles per hour. Thirty miles per hour and thirty miles. Oh, range. they go they go much faster than thirty miles an hour. That's scary. We actually built. Uh, electric skateboards at uh, Macrofab uh, no. for for a while, yeah. So we did. Well, we didn't build the build the actual skateboard. We built motor controllers mm-hmm. uh, for okay. it. and and trust me, those things will those things will move. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there there is an electric scooter niche as well, which might develop. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, they have a razor style scooter for about three hundred to five hundred bucks from I think Swagtron is is the name. Swag trunk. Swagtron. Swagtron. That's that's a great name. I like Swag Trunk. (laughs) You know what? I guarantee that exists. That's a pay for every month, and you get a box. Yeah, you get like a like a a loot box. I think is what they call them. Yeah, but it's just like great. Okay, loot crate. Okay, whatever. But it's a it's a box full of like random company swag you get. Yeah, yeah. Swag (laughs) Trunk. I like it. it. If it's not, it should be. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. The the only problem I see with this kind of podcast is that you give away so many good ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are that generous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, to pivot off your your add on for skateboard idea, right? 
I would use if you can get electric Heelys. Heelys? You electric Heelys? motor in your Heelys? Oh, they have those. They do? I think so. Oh, well, they're, they're, they're kind of like Heelys, but the diameter, you, you put your whole shoe into it, so I guess it's not technically a Heely. Yeah. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a rollerblade where you take all the front <laughs> wheels off of it. It's just got the one in the back. It's got two big ones in the back side oh, okay. by side. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. have been skating since I was four. Oh, okay. That terrifies me. Yeah, it, it probably should. <laughs> and they're powered, too. They are powered. One is powered. Wow. I looked into it, I read through, like, oh, I, maybe I could do this. Because I can't skateboard. And, yeah. and So you've tried it. No, I was oh, okay. too terrified by the picture. Hmm. I want this product that I'm, that I'm envisioning. Yeah. Y- you should go buy those and then put it on YouTube. Oh, man. Billion it, so- views by next Thursday. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Yeah. We give you one week to get a billion <laughs> views. <laughs> but wait, oh. there's more. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay, so if you, if you put a larger front wheel on this, mm-hmm. you've got an angle now on the skateboard. Okay. So uh, you, you're, and your weight's going to be to the back, and the shock is no longer there. So imagine, you remember those cartoons or blacksmiths where they have the little puffer thing? The bellows? Bellows, yeah, yeah. yeah. So imagine a, like a hinge, a bellow, that you would put on the back of the skateboard that would level out the back, the back footing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, and that would have the same high-frequency, low-frequency shocks um, so that you can just smooth out the ride. Oh, cool. I dig it. So um, I saw actually just the other day uh, an electric scooter that's that's in the same kind of world as what you're talking about here, but the whole thing collapses and folds into a briefcase uh, such that it itself is portable. Mm-hmm. And it's not like super James Bondy where you like throw the briefcase and it like it pops open into a... Yeah. I'm sure it's like 20 minutes of setup and like putting pins in it and things. So but. if you make something that... By the way, unfolds like from a briefcase to a scooter. It's gotta have a smoke cartridge. So when you do like toss it, it goes <laughs> poof. Yeah. And then yeah, it's just yeah. the scooter's there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but somehow the letters show up in the smoke it's saying poof. Mm. You oh, know? Poof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but it would be kind of cool if the if the skateboard was was able to um easily disassemble. Yeah. Such that you didn't have to carry around, even though it's already portable enough, if if you could somehow like clip the board to your backpack and then clip the trucks somewhere else on the backpack such that it all like you know became very easy to carry and something that like kind of like got it is very transportable it's like hans in zoolander yes yes where he he throws a razor scooter over his back yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 so they got coolers like they put your beer and stuff in that you can ride around on yeah, yeah, scooter coolers. Okay, okay. What if instead of a cooler, it was the briefcase? I've seen that before. So the, yeah. basically, you take the briefcase, press a button, wheels pop out on the bottom, and a little and, handle pops up in the pops front. Up. <laughs> a little telescope and handle. Yeah, 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 yeah. A telescope. Yeah, right. That's that's the business model. That's the <laughs> that's the executive model. Executive uh, model yeah. <laughs> With the leather trim, right? Have you seen the suitcases that you can ride around the airport? Oh, it's, uh, I've seen suitcases. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's suitcases that will follow you around and stuff like that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That always seems super lazy to me, though. Yeah, you, you really have to not care about things to have that. Yeah, just to pull your suitcase around. <laughs> and is it, now that it's not touching you, what if somebody takes it? 
Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. And what what is it? Do you wear like some kind of wrist band or no something? It, it has to know you somehow. It's probably an app on your cell phone that it just like follows wherever the cell phone is. Oh, the okay, yeah, that would Bluetooth, make sense. Bluetooth, yeah. yeah. So you just have to steal the cell phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I like this idea in uh, applied to indoors. Oh. Um, so I was just at the the medical center before I came came to the podcast here, and I walk forever in the medical center, like in between buildings and in between these different towers. And I was thinking as I was walking through there, I was like, "There's got to be a quicker way mm. to get from where I'm going to where I need to be." That and, is the last mile niche. Yeah, exactly. And so I th- like a product like this or whatever. If it's a a briefcase or something else <laughs> that you're sitting on. I would love. Yeah. Um, the last mile solutions are coming specifically for this one. It's that the investment is going heavily into the skateboard niche. And this is just the transition between the skateboard niche and people who can't ride. Or it's, a, it's a solution for someone who can't ride a skateboard, but wants the power and the technology that's going into the skateboards. Scootify. Scootify. You know, and, and the design of it, uh, what's interesting is when it comes to these kinds of devices, uh, what I've noticed is that people tout, you know, either either it's 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 all about high speed for for thrill seekers, or it's about oh this thing can go a hundred miles on a single charge. But if it's really about the last mile, it doesn't really need to have hundred mile capability. You know, if no. it has five mile capability, in in a lot of cases that might be enough, which makes the design significantly easier. Uh, so it could bring down the cost. Yeah. I would say I, I would disagree with that because you don't want to be you don't want to be plugging in your thing every ten minutes or not not necessarily ten minutes. No, no, but no, you no, know, no. That's what you can like, sell to the coffee shops. Is like you know how you like the Tesla charge station oh, charge stuff? docks. You yeah. can just take your skateboard and slap it up on the wall, and then it's being charged up while you're drinking your fancy eight dollar coffee. So instead yeah. of coat hangers, we have Scootify hangers Scootify at hangers. the front of every mm-hmm. coffee yeah. shop. I think you need to go buy that domain, Scootify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Scootify. I like it. Com. Sell it to Swagtron. I thought, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we might as well get Swagtrunk while we're out there. Actually, I might buy Swagtrunk.com. Yeah. Yes. Swagtrunk is, yeah. yeah that's At first good. when you said Scootify, I thought it was just going to be a skateboard that was a Wi-Fi hotspot. You oh. know? Why don't, yes. Yeah, I yeah, like, that's, that's should perfect. implement it. Right. Implement I can it. have internet for the few seconds that that guy scoots by me, you know? <laughs> no, but if there's enough of them... Oh, okay. So they just they just end up becoming mini cell towers. Yeah. But they're all skateboards. It's yes. way better than the the, like the Google the, the Google the planes. Uh, airline planes that they're doing. So the, Facebook is doing Facebook, that too. Yeah. Or yeah. Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, um, Wi-Fi drones or, yeah. or whatnot. Yeah. Scooter drones. <laughs> all right. So this is after idea. We do have deconstruction. So you feel free to tear it to shreds if you want. All right. I feel Especially like we've sort of been doing, doing that. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's a cool idea. Right. Uh, other than other than a handful of challenges being the what I can just envision being difficult to manufacture at a reasonable cost. Uh, other than that, I think it's a really cool idea for our location here in Houston. It may not be super viable, but I could see it being in a in a really densely populated metropolis. You know. Yeah, and I think to your question question earlier, for us, 
in in Texas and probably college would be the best example I've I've ever thought of escaping the car world. Yeah. I live close to campus and I biked in. Mm. That was the best for me because I don't like using mass transit. It's the hubs are far away. Mm. So since I don't have a Scootify or an e-skateboard because it didn't exist then, I just used a bike and locked it up well. We were in Manhattan uh, at Texas A&M, so it, it worked. It worked mm. well. So I would use this, I would use any of these last mile technologies for a lot more than just one mile. But big picture, I would, if I was these companies and this is what they're doing, I'd focus on New York and San Francisco and Asia. Yeah, yeah. So Houston, not exactly a target market. I like how you put two cities, two U.S. cities, and then you plumped Asia all as one. The yeah, entire yeah. continent. <laughs> it's, it's a big city. <laughs> oh, I, I could see potentially, uh, I don't know exactly how this would work, but say you get off at a um, at a bus stop or, or subway stop, and they have these devices there such that you could, you know, you pay so much money or whatnot. I'm just... I'm just oh share share program here. yeah a share program where you take it home and in the morning when you come back you bring it back and put it back on the wall you've paid I don't know however much money and it gets you from the bus stop back to your actual home okay I don't know mm-hmm. might be might that way you don't have to actually own it have you seen the the socialist bikes at the at the various cities that they have now no I don't think so so they're uh, they're socialist bikes as they're, they're paid ride for sharing. the ride yeah they have stations where you can park all these bikes sure. And but they're also sponsored by a company like the ones in New York are city, city bikes. Oh, uh, okay. The bank, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And you you grab a bike, you can you can get like a weekly pass, take the bike and ride it wherever you want. Right. So you could take it to the next level and make them e bikes, e e skateboards, or yeah. scootify, or scootify, <laughs> scootify. Killer. All right. I, gonna- I think the only big problem with it is. Is the hel- helmet issue. Oh? Yeah. Because no matter how awesome helmets are at protecting your head, you still look like a goofball. Oh. <laughs> oh. Have you seen the inflatable helmet, though? I have. That sounds that like thing, even worse. <laughs> that thing's awesome. I think it's like a collar that you put around Oh, is it? Okay. So it's it's like the inflatable life jackets, then, where oh. it... I don't know if y'all seen... So there's yeah. life jackets that are just empty bladders, and they have a CO2 cartridge, and when mm-hmm. it, it get jumped into water, they inflate... Yeah, it's like they the like ones in on water. Okay. Yeah. So it's just like that then. For, yeah, for I think they sense a fall. They can cha- sense the acceleration change, okay. and it automatically inflates. I so back in college, I can't remember what class I was taking, but uh, one of the professors um, put up on the uh, on the projector a bunch of random uh, patents. Uh, like they're just things that it's like people have actually patented this. And one of them was a completely inflatable suit for riding a motorcycle where every part of your body would instantaneously just explode into a giant balloon in case you were they ejected off of they a motorcycle. They Do they really? Yeah, there was a... Yeah. Maybe they actually it's, used uh, this patent. Uh, die, uh, die another day? Yeah, when he's falling down like uh, a snow, mountain avalanche. or something. Yeah. yeah, he's in avalanche. Yeah. Oh, wait. We need to post the the picture of that patent because the images are hilarious. It's like a cartoon of this guy like flying through the air, and then he just explodes, and he looks like a like, uh, like a float in it, the Macy's parade. Oh, I wish. Yeah, smoke and poof. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, cool. Well, so, I, I got more. Okay, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I'm deconstructed. Uh, I unless you can make this thing small. I don't see c- 
customers buying this thing? Because like when I'm traveling around the city, the last thing I want to be doing is lugging around. Like I'm imagining this thing's probably going to be like around the ten, at least the ten pound range. That's fair, yeah. Um, and just maybe you could have it so you could instead of like strapping it to your back, you could uh, tow it behind you, like use the two big front wheels, maybe carry it that way. But it's just like I don't want to, I don't want to haul around ten pounds. Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean, I think the the idea with last mile technology is you're only carrying it when you're in a better, larger form of transportation, that being a bus or a subway. Other than that, you're riding it. Other than that, you're sitting in a, I mean, you're, where else would you go with these things besides a hipster coffee shop? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that's true. Good point. That's true. So then point. you just have to take it from the sidewalk into the coffee shop. Now, it would be even better is if it could combine, if it was like an iPhone thing. That's even more hipster. Go on. Or you could write your, um, your, your book you're working on on it. Are you, are you saying we should just add luxury features and shine to it? Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. So we can charge more? No, that's why. Oh, so yeah, you get, sure. that way you get the Silicon Valley guys to invest mm. in it. Oh, yeah. So, did, you call, did you say Silicon? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah. And, and I, have a, I have an Apple product on my lap and an Apple product in my pocket. So as I, as <laughs> that's I say. What, that's what yeah. I was going off of. All right, you guys want to move on to the next idea? Let's do it. Let's do it. So uh, how about we present an idea that we came up with? I pick your pick. I like your 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 first one, Steven. Okay, so so I'll... Because then I think after that one, we'll go through mine, because mine are really short and really... They're, they're MEP ideas. Yeah. We'll they're, just they're, throw that out. They're where. very much... Yeah, no, they were, they were fun to come up with. So we'll yeah. shotgun yours after this. Yeah, yeah. So I had an idea, maybe... Five years ago, and this is total pie in the sky, which is which is fun. I actually used this idea on a job application, and it got me an interview. Oh, no um, but I used it because I already had the idea, and I and I wanted I wanted to somehow do it. So, space pirates. <laughs> we do not have any space pirates yet, and so what I was interested in doing is actually becoming the first space pirate. And he's like, he's not talking about commandeering satellites or the ISS by no. the way. I was talking about gathering up the resources to actually launch the first space pirate radio station. So create your own satellite that is capable of sustaining itself via solar power. Send your own satellite to space, put it into orbit and broadcast a radio station through which people can upload songs to and put it in a queue, and then you broadcast to the Earth. You broadcast That's awesome. your own space pirate radio. Uh, so you kind of kill Spaceify. Spaceify. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the satellite has to have an eye patch on it. Yeah. <laughs> and the Jolly Roger. <laughs> but but uh, so the, the idea kind of came about with the fact that um, radio in Houston is not very fantastic, in my opinion. You, you, don't, you have a bunch of options, and they're all bad. Uh, and, and I was like, how cool would it be if you could have traditional radio, like what you just pick up with an antenna in your car, uh, but you had the ability to somehow log in with an app or something of that sort, beam it up there, and you can put uh, a queue of songs together or potentially have people like vote on songs that this pirate radio station plays. That's awesome. So 
And it'd be almost basically, you know, it'd be almost nationwide. Well, until the satellite passed and went to somewhere else. Well, I did a Unless bit of research your on satellite that. satellite was in geo. Geosynchronous. Because I think That'd XM be and Sir- Sirius, <laughs> yeah, it, they've got three or four satellites that are, are in geosynchronous. And yeah, so yeah. that means they they same, stay in the same spot. So over the earth. O- over the earth, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna I'll jump ahead real quick uh, right. to the to the destruction part of this idea. Just are for, you destructing your own idea? Uh, yeah, I am, and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I am because yeah, I just want to. I want to. That's wanna, a normal Met thing, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> but but, but uh, just because that I that part right there, the geosynchronous is perfect. But the problem with it is the highest an amateur rocket has gone right now is 120 miles. And geosynchronous is 33,000 miles. So getting that far is kind of hard. Has there ever been a hobby rocket that went into orbit? No. Yeah, so that that would be a first. The fact, the fact is that you have to build a rocket that can go into orbit, and then no one can know about it until you launch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be news. the first one. I've got okay. good news for you guys. So there's a lot of satel- or a lot of rocket companies that they, they basically attach uh, little nanosats to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm imagining this thing doesn't need to be very big, right? Well, and like, it's, the, yeah, what's yeah. The, what's the engineering behind it? Like, you just need to have a circuit board that just repeats. Uh, well, or, it would like, have to have it would have to have a transmitter. Yeah, tra- transmitter. Uh, and then it would have to have some kind of power management tra- and sure. whatever brain for thinking about the music. Yeah, it yeah. wouldn't need to be all that big. It doesn't need nope. to have complicated systems. And for what I've done in my research. Broadcasting radio laterally across the Earth requires a an unbelievable amount of power, uh, and in fact, when you broadcast radio laterally, you actually waste like ninety nine percent of it because you're just shooting upwards. But if you have a satellite that's pointing down towards the Earth, it actually requires a very little bit of power to actually get your signal to oh. Earth. So it lends itself to being small ish, uh, in that sense. You know what I would broadcast first? What's that? I would. I'd broadcast. Let the people know that Parker just took a Zima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheers, Parker. Hey, how yeah. is it? Can you describe it to us? Yeah. Hold yeah. on. It tastes like pirate radio. It's very sweet. <laughs> Refreshing. Yeah. Um. I actually, if it, if I was outside right now, because it's about ninety degrees with like eighty percent humidity, you know, mm-hmm. typical Houston weather, they would actually. Yeah. If you're outside working, that's. That's not bad. Wow. So maybe not the worst beer ever. If you can qualify I don't think it's it a beer. beer. I think it's a malt liquor. Uh, oh, refreshing the, 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 citrus refre- beverage. I was just about to say, that's ah, what it That's beverage. what it says on there. Uh, <laughs> simulated rice wine beverage. Yeah, right? It's actually not bad. I don't know why. I guess it's maybe beer snobs that probably wreck it then. Probably. Because I don't think it's, it's not the worst thing I've ever tasted before. <laughs> Congratulations on your, your fully working PC board. A question, <laughs> a question to the pirate. Yeah, uh, did you think of this idea before data was unlimited and people were watching YouTube videos in their car driving around? They, okay, so that's a good point. Uh, yes, I did. Sure. Uh, the the uh, allure of being known as the first space pirate mm-hmm. uh, it trumps. Any kind of technological advancement that makes <laughs> listening to music, uh, in my opinion, at least. Sure. Just because I think it's a cool idea. So I was thinking, you know, a good prototype would do is, you know, because we had uh, the Stanford um, oh, space the balloon guys. Yeah. Balloon guys. That would be a really good 
platform to prototype on because they're near edge of the space. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and yeah. then like what? If, what if instead of getting that thing to orbit, you just made something that was either reusable or cheap enough where you just sent it up in California and then it landed in the Atlantic Ocean and you just sent one up every three days. Sounds reoccurring revenue. <laughs> reoccurring expenses. Yeah. Well, it depends on who's buying it. Yeah, are we selling this or are we buying this? Uh, well, Stephen would be making them and selling them. He's selling them. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Future yeah. space pirates will be buying them. Mm. I think this is one of the huge things market. You just right? got to go. <laughs> you got to go all out. You need to get the satellite up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. All the way. So, and 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 completely. I know it's pie in the sky, but I actually a few years ago started playing around with making my own rocket fuel just to see if it was easy. Oh, really? And well, I totally made some rocket fuel. What were you making it out of? Uh, well, I, so what kind of rocket fuel too? Well, it was solid. It was solid rocket fuel. I I I did some research online. And I know this is total like basement chemistry stuff, but but some of the ingredients that went into the slop that became this rocket were uh, tree stump removal and uh, granulated sugar, because uh, you have an oxidant and a and a carbohydrate. Yeah. Uh, there yeah, yeah, and yeah. and trust me, that stuff works. So uh, that yeah, it, it works really well. I had a six car garage <laughs> at the time at a warehouse, and I oh, lit wow. a little cigar sized rocket in there and uh, that whole that whole garage became filled with smoke in a matter of seconds wow uh, I, I, I was pretty glad the, the cops didn't didn't see that. In fact, what was funny was my landlord that I was renting this warehouse from was a cop uh, but he did not see it so, <laughs> so yeah no I mean see, it got it got serious enough for me to mix random chemicals from Home Depot together yeah. that, that's that's I think the the hardest thing about that idea is it's it would be pretty easy I think comparatively to design a satellite in your your home basically and you know make it so they can transmit and receive and do all those things the hardest thing is Getting, getting it there, there. Space. getting it yeah. there for sure. Yeah. The that's not, that's not only the hardest up. thing; that yeah. is by far the most expensive thing. Yeah, yeah. And just, it's not even just like getting it to space because, like, you can you can you know maybe disguise it as a as a university CubeSat project, and then it goes up. But it's like switch. It's awesome. It's like switching the sails. Like you're flying. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that's yeah. And then yeah. Like, oh no, they're space pirates. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> like they like like the like the, the on the ISS they release the the payload for the 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 um cubesats. Yeah. And like they release that one, and it just like turns around and it's got the pirate logo on it <laughs> <laughs> as it goes out the. Oh, that'd be, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I, I guarantee you, there are rules for space that. Many, many nations have put together. We are probably not privy to most of those rules. No. Uh, so I don't know. Like, would this get shot down? Would this get destroyed? I don't know. I well, don't... no, because the... Who owns space? It, it, the U.S. The Air Force public... has got that thing that can... It's like the mini space shuttle. Oh, X-50 something. Something, yeah. Yeah. It would capture your satellite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, what was the thing during uh, Reagan's administration? Uh, Star Wars? Star, yeah, Star Wars? Wars? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that thing's got to be flying around up there somewhere, right? It, it, it would probably take it down. I don't know, but it would be cool to be to go into history books because you would. You you'd know? be the first space And then you'd also go to Gitmo, but, I mean, that's Well, I mean, <laughs> there are things that are worth it, you know? Yeah. Now, could it be that... You're, you would not be the first space pirate. How would you know if a pirate has 
not already been up there. Hmm. You know, I'd have to, I'd have to, I'd have to research it. I, yeah, I have, I don't know if there's a first base pirate. Well, before. maybe you know because radio is still so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Maybe. Yeah, y- but but would it be okay? So I guess FCC laws, you'd have to somehow register this satellite to well, then you're utilize. Not, then you're not a part then. Yeah. Oh, good point. You're not. A, yeah, you're right. You have to do it without permission in order to. Yeah, be that's a the, you got to launch the rocket and put this thing up and broadcast with no government saying or permits or anything. That's how you have to do I it. I think the way to go about it is build the rocket, do it, and you get enough support to go behind you, to be behind you. Yeah. To that everybody loves you, and you stick it to the government that way. You're right. Okay. So so that's the yeah. That's that's ask permission later. Uh, and once you have enough force behind you, they'll just be like, oh, okay, whatever. What's that? What's that? Um, nation that's out. It's on an oil rig. Sea Sea Land. Haven't heard. There's, of a, there's a nation. Well, it's not recognized by most nations, but it's a for it's that oil rig. Reasons. That's basically it's. I think it's Sea Land. It's its own country. Yeah, yeah. Conceptually, it's this where there's land out there that's not wanted or. Or rig, an oil rig, rig, yeah, and people will claim it as their its and, own country. And this thing's been around for like I think forty years now. This place, I bet you, if you pitch your idea to them, mm. you could launch from there. You could launch and have your station there. Mm. You could Ooh. probably also build it there. Yes, yeah, that's a good idea. Or there what? You if, that's your one customer <laughs> <laughs> for your idea because they don't have a radio station. They're like, oh, that sounds great. Yeah. yeah. What cool. if you what if you launched the satellite, started the radio station, but then all the requests were for top pop songs that were terrible anyway? Mm. Or just Stairway to Heaven. Oh like yeah, nonstop. It, it, it does Stairway to Heaven <laughs> nonstop. Oh my gosh, that would be yikes. Um, uh, you know, I I I've thought of that inevitability because if you give everyone the option, then what you'll end up with is what you hear on the radio. Right. right. So uh, I, I haven't worked through the details on that. And I don't want to make it sound like super snobby or anything like that. Uh, so I don't know exactly how that would work. Maybe you'd have like different times of the day when there's like certain styles or something. I'm, I'm curious. Does like XM or Sirius have something like that right now where users can go and say, hey, I want to <laughs> listen to Stairway to Heaven right now? You know, uh, possibly. In fact, a, a buddy of mine. Uh, I know one thing that they do is they allow people to sign up to be hosts on certain shows. Like my buddy was a host on a heavy metal show one night. Uh, he just he signed up and mm-hmm. for like 30 minutes he got to be a host and he got to play whatever he wanted. Yeah. Uh, and and it was kind of cool because it was it was sort of like a music share for everyone where it's mm-hmm. like you get to hear Jeff's style and what he really wants the world to hear. So in a sense, yes. Uh, but it's a little bit more manual, I guess. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. You want to go into the silly ideas? Yeah, let's, 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 let's shuck on a, shoe, uh, a couple of your silly okay, ideas. Okay, so this is all just chop them down. That's yeah. not as possible. Okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, first one, earn this. And it's earn, U-R-N. It's a payment program so that when your loved ones die, you send in $15 and a body part. And then after all your payments are done, you get the cremated remains back. <laughs> oh, 
in, yeah. in case you can't afford everything at once. <laughs> exactly. You you do it. You, you do know it. what? Ar- arm and a leg at a time. Yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> That's your slogan. It only costs an arm and a leg. <laughs> Well, we forgot to mention these are not just silly; these are terrible ideas. Wow. <laughs> these are absolutely <laughs> terrible ideas. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hey. All right. Second one. Ever kittens. Okay. Kittens that never age. Yeah. Oh. Genetically oh. modified. Genetically have- modified cats, so they never get past the kitten stage. Ever puppies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would that would be a separate branch. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, some people have tried to actually do that because um, have you ever heard of like the. Uh, um, what do they call them? Micro pigs or something like yeah, that. Micro they pigs. sell they sell pigs as pets, and you buy them. They're they, they're they're like the size of a small puppy, and and families buy them, and it's like oh we got a pet pig, and they're great, and they live a very you know a super long time. But there is no such thing as an actual micro pig. Pigs grow to be the size of a pig, and you know within two or three years they've got this monstrous pig <laughs> in their house, uh, and it's actually been like a really big. You can just harvest bacon really then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's the end game. Crispy bacon. That's what I would name him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, next idea. Yeah, okay, okay. Next idea. Um, so we're talk- I've been talking a lot about um, uh, badges for, like, DEF CON. Yeah. So that's what you wear around your neck and stuff. Belt buckle badges. That would be for Texas conventions. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. So have belt buckles that have LEDs that all light up and stuff. Yes. And then what you do is when you walk into the convention, all you got to do is just point at your belt buckle. Right, right. Are Except- there like door access things that you, you can, like, are you, you're supposed to shine your badge or flash your badge at? Possibly. Like, we can make just that like- work. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. You can see the gesture, but that was yeah. that was pretty good. I was just about to say it gets really awkward when someone has to scan it with like a barcode scanner. Yeah. They got to go around scanning people's yeah. crotches. Uh, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, that was that's actually new. one of the better that's ones clever. on this list. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And then, if that's one of the better ones, yeah, then yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some more. Rapid package delivery using cruise missiles. <laughs> so Amazon's got the drone idea, right? But we put the package in a cruise missile, and it launches and just craters right in your front lawn. I like it. Yeah. You, you can get that, you know, whatever you need on, on, uh, on Amazon in like 30 seconds. Except you, it shows up liquefied in your front. Yeah, in your front. No, no, no. You, you know, like elementary school, they have the rocket competition to like launch an egg yeah. or like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drop and, an egg, and, but yeah. Yeah, drop an egg and make sure it doesn't crack on the way down. Well, you give this challenge, the cruise missile challenge, to these elementary schools to figure out like how. How not to break the egg on a cruise missile? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if, if in elementary school I had the ability to work on a project with a cruise missile, I would have busted my butt. I would yeah. have been up 24 hours a day working on that project. That's that how would. you motivate people yeah. into STEM fields. Yeah, right. <laughs> give, give them, them access to guidance-controlled missiles. Bingo. Yeah, Bingo. <laughs> All right, next okay, one. Next one. This one's actually not that dumb either, though. But um, Well, I've actually done this. Uber for cables. Cables. Uh, for cables. For, like, like uh, HDMI cables, USB cables. So, like, if you need a cable right then and now... You have an app on your phone. You go, I need a cable. Guy drives your house, lets you borrow the cable for like 30 minutes. The guy just <laughs> plays on his phone. Is this a common problem that you, you have? Because uh, I think there's been like one time in my life where I needed a cable. 
Oh, this is like is a this daily problem, yeah, with, us. Daily <laughs> problem with us. <laughs> yeah. See, the problem is uh, we, we have so much moving parts at Macrofab that, you know, some departments will de come and borrow cables from the engineering department. Then we don't have a USB micro or a mini or this or I, that. I, I probably go through uh, like, I probably buy 10 USB micro cables a month at Macrofab. <laughs> yeah, they just, wow. they walk. So, yeah. Wow. So Ooh, I, I, I give this one by far the most uh, profitable possible yeah <laughs> maybe maybe useful too yeah. and by the way you should use my amazon link when you buy all these cables yeah okay and then the last one i have is the rapid pizza cooler because sometimes cold pizza is better than hot pizza <laughs> and so you get yeah. your fresh domino's pizza in and yeah. instead of and you know how they sell like hot stones for your to cook your own pizza on yeah it's a cold stone it's like Cold Stone Creamery, well, but they're chopping up pizza, pizza. Yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on a cold. So you just slap, slap it on there, on. and in like 30 seconds, you got a fridge-cold pizza. Yeah, gelatinous cheese oh, all, all congealed together. Yeah, yeah, cold pizza's good. I'm, I've gone to places where they sell the pizza by the slice, and they take it off the, off the tray, put it in the, put it in the oven for yeah. like an extra two, three minutes. Yep. I've asked them, like, could you not do that? Because I would get the slice, and then I'd walk around for like three minutes. Let it cool down. Yeah, let it cool down. Right. Thought, yeah. We were just here five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yep. And then so, and then Stephen had actually a stupid idea too. Oh yeah, yeah. I got I got one really stupid idea. You guys heard of the space elevator, yes. right? Yeah. Uh super cool idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a direct the fastest way to space is directly up. If we have a space No way. Yeah. You're shitting me. <laughs> if we have a space elevator, <laughs> why are we not talking about space escalators? I think that that's a much <laughs> a much more comfortable way the of way getting to go, space. The way to go to you, you start at the mall and you get get on the escalator at the mall and at the mall and you, it just keeps going. Oh, or the wow. airport. Yeah, right. It'd be yeah. your stairway to heaven, right? Oh. Yeah. You listen it's automated. To that. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> you'd listen to that the entire way you go up. Oh my god, you'd be there for Weeks, eleven minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, eleven minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. That's how long yeah. the song is. You like looked at me. I'm like crazy or something. <laughs> that's a long. That's a long song. It's a long it, song. It's seven minutes is something. It, oh, okay. Uh, I thought it was. 11. I think it's shorter than Freebird, though. It is. Freebird is nine like fourteen minutes. So what if? So you're on this escalator, right? Yeah. Okay. And you're playing Freebird because it's a longer song, right? Though, but when he gets to the solos at the end. It just like loops the solos until you get to the top. Oh god, it, a oh. never-ending freebird solo. Uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's terrible. These are great. Yeah. Okay. A plus ideas all around. Like, all yeah. around. Every, Every one puppy. of these was a phenomenal idea. <laughs> okay. So I guess we'll go on to the RFO. Yeah. Real quick. So Ooh, the RFO. I've got an idea. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I've got an idea. Right. So I really like. Soft serve ice cream. Okay. Uh, and the the problem with, and I, I just like all kinds of different ice cream, but the, the problem is, is you can only get soft serve ice cream in chocolate, vanilla, or like a swirl. Right. Yeah, Which that, is just the two. Yeah. It, it, there's nothing difference between the two. I want a machine that does Rocky Road soft serve ice cream or oh. like... The Texas two-step blue blue bell. Everyone in this room is like nodding in the head. Oh, like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> why, do, why does this machine not exist? 
You know, just retrofit one of those Coke machines where you now select whatever flavor you want. Yeah. It's like 40 bazillion 40 flavors, bazillion in there. flavors and, and then and then just have a, a tap, I guess. I don't know what they call that. Spigot. Actual, yeah, spigot. Yeah, an ice cream spigot. That, that's that's a fantastic put, idea. That's for the uh, beer that you can put into your ice cream. Oh, my the, gosh. Uh, oh, if it had a Guinness tap on the side and make a beer Guinness float. floats. Oh, my gosh. But, why does this machine not exist? Well, it trust me, someone will listen to this, and it will exist very soon. Let me know when you do, whoever's yeah. listening. Make sure to install one in Houston. Yeah. <laughs> do you think uh, Big Dairy already has this idea? Big Dairy. dairy farmers in South Dakota. <laughs> Huge mm-hmm. cows. <laughs> no, they, this is such a good idea. Someone has had to have thought of it. I haven't seen anything. I've done a little market research, which is, it's totally against Eric and I's mentality about do like these ideas doing market research. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, like, I can't find anybody. Hmm. You know, it's funny. Uh, just yesterday, I saw an, uh, an advertisement in a magazine that McDonald's now is serving strawberry soft serve. Like, this is a huge deal. I mean, so they've added one flavor to the two that they have now, and it's big enough to have like a full page ad in a magazine. Yeah, you so, just blew so that what? off the hinges. So what? You know, yeah. That's all cares? you got, McDonald's. Yeah, he's talking about bring like, it. thousands of flavors. Yeah, infinite flavors. Infinite flavors. <laughs> infinite. Have you ever tasted infinity? It tastes terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like when you get a suicide. Yeah, it's just everything. Yeah. <laughs> do people still do that? I, I sure hope so. Suicides? Oh, so I guarantee. I you. actually do. I have I have a thing what I do here in Texas is fill up your your thing with half root beer, half Dr Pepper. Ooh, that sounds good. It's very good. Yeah, because it gives it a little more. Uh, it gets that root beer bite to it. You can call it Dr Beer. Some sarsaparilla. Dr Beer. Yeah, good. Dr. Good beer. stuff. All right, so now we're going to go to RFO now. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, just like Parker, yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> keep talking about. And, and for the Idea Tank listeners, what is... So what the is RFO is the rapid fire opinion. Usually we have like a couple topics and we'll say what topics are and then explain them and everyone just goes around and says what their opinion is about it. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah. A it lot of times depends. it's just, it's basically just news with us either liking it or crapping on it. Yeah. This is, this is similar to our new segment. It's called the Kickstarter Court. Oh. Oh. That's we, actually way more... Imaginative of a name than ours. <laughs> we we also half stole a ranking system and added our own twist. Oh, nice! Um, best idea ever, worst idea ever, because it's all about sensationalist news, right? Right, oh. right, right. Be one side or the other. The extremes. Kmart. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kmart. Does anybody celebrate Kmart? And then it was gone, and nobody nobody noticed for three years. So it's yeah, it's, it's like somewhere oh, in the middle. Used to be a Kmart. So that's the ranking system we use for for uh, Kickstarter court. Feel free to take. <laughs> Feel free to take. <laughs> okay, so what do we got? We got two RFOs. We got week. two RFOs. One is the uh, social media sensation for this week. Security guard robot ends it all by throwing itself into a watery grave. <laughs> um, seen on Ars Technica. And then Google Glass 2.0 is starting a second act. Ooh. And I think I found that on Wired. Okay. Was the first one like a Babylon Bee? 
or no, that that onion. actually happened. That actually happened. Um, no, it was a Nightscope K5 security bot, which I didn't know there were security bots, but apparently there are now. Hmm. Um, I'm imagining something from like Fallout video games. But this happened in China, somewhere over there, right? Or was it in the U.S.? Washington D.C. Really? Yeah, and uh, yeah, basically, it's a, a robot that's like. It almost looks like the Doctor Who... Um, the Daleks? Yeah, it's not as, like, pimply around it, <laughs> but it's the same shape. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's a, it's a robot that's about five feet tall, 300 pounds. It kind of just roams wherever you... It's like a Roomba with cameras on it. Okay. Oh, the security side is just monitoring. Yeah, it's it basically the idea is instead of having... <laughs> the idea behind... I actually went and figured out why you'd want one of these things. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that it makes hilarious news when it fucks up, <laughs> um, <laughs> is the idea is you because ba- the thing is you need security people to walk around to patrol. Yeah, sure. Okay, and so what these do is do the patrolling, and if they detect something, they let the one security officer on on uh, staff. Oh. They get notified and. Ooh. They can act on whatever's happening. We we just pulled up a picture of it. It's uh it's very lost in space kind yes. of looking. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's nerdy. That they yeah, that's that. incredibly nerdy. <laughs> yeah. And because the the problem with just cameras is security people don't look at cameras. They just fall asleep. It's the typical thing. They just fall asleep in the you know security booth, and you know someone breaks in and no one notices. Whereas these have like sensors and they can figure out, you know, oh, a person's not supposed to be here and I detect the person, let the security team know hmm. kind of stuff. And it's probably more imposing than a security camera just bolted to the wall. If you see this 300 pound, five foot tall robot come barreling after you down the hallway, yeah, you'd run. <laughs> yeah. Hall pass, hall pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cor- so what happened to this one? Uh, they don't know what happened to it. It just fell into basically the fountain that's at the mall. So it didn't like email its its view on humanity and saying, <laughs> "I'm you know tonight it ends." You yeah. guys are yeah, tonight it tweeted that. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to live anymore. Did, did it just get so disappointed about like the politics happening in Washington D.C. that it just went into the. In a, in, yeah, but the how water. how great would it be if it was like on a second story and it like. Went through the banister, you know, (laughs) tumbled down into there. It was probably just one of its sensors probably failed and it just into the pool. Yeah. That's not as exciting, though. Yeah, but comical. Um, So, yeah, what do you all think about, by the way, I'm not talking about this robot falling in, though. What do you all think about security robots? Security robots? Yeah. I mean, when you think through the artificial intelligence stuff, it's pretty hard to escape that that uh at least the thought process that they're gonna take over because of like machine learning and stuff and stuff like that uh so a, a quote from a, a robotics engineer at NASA uh, he, there was a robot that could that could scan and pick out different people and once it, it you, you could program it to say all right stay on you and it would stay and track you track you I said that's scary and mm. he says yeah it would be even scary when it's holding a gun mm mm-hmm so uh, it's yeah. it's hard. Well, because currently to these robots can't do anything besides blare sirens mm-hmm. and notify the booth. Sure. Yeah, sure. What sure. if it's, uh, you know. I, I'm with Eric on this one. Like, Robocop. Just, <laughs> just wait till these things get guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And 
And, and then, wait till their sensors fail. And <laughs> yeah, wait till the sensors yeah. fail. <laughs> and there's a network that connects them all, and they have all over the m- sky. Yeah, over yeah. the sky. A, a, a sky net. net. A, a sky net, net over the sky. <laughs> yeah. Scott, you're coming with me, dead or alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we're way exactly. past. That was 1997. We're we're so for 20 years past Skynet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, love it. Right. Love the Roomba. Love everything about it. I think we'll all love it until it ends up at Skynet. Yeah. Steven? As of right now, to see a hilarious robot kind of roaming around, I'm fine with it. I think I would, like, geek out over it if I saw it in, like, a place here in Houston. Yeah, well, me too, probably. Yeah. I, I might put a Macrofab bumper sticker on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so topic two, Google Glass 2.0. So Google killed off Google Glass because people were, one, not buying it, and two, you looked really silly wearing them. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And so what's happening is they basically reconfigured everything and stuck them on safety glasses, mm-hmm. and so they're gearing it up to be more industrial, which is kind of where I thought a long time ago, I guess, augmented reality would go for, like, you know, putting together an engine or putting together or doing... um. Uh, inventory stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. What if What if you could look into the glass and it, and you know you have two parts that need to go together, and it could show you how it goes together in real time as you're looking at it. Yep. If it gave you blueprints and exploded diagrams, just amazing in front of your eye. That's cool. There's a VR training company uh, near the place place where I work, mm-hmm. and that's it. You say, you, you put put them in a scenario. You're putting them in a scenario. Yeah. Uh, that's even the ne- the next level. There is. Take their training from VR to augmented reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Original. I'm going to hold off on this idea. I, I, it's kind of cool, but I'm waiting for the Tony Stark. What's his, what's his thing that oh, he has? Oh, Jarvis? Jarvis. Jarvis. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. waiting There's for that AI that, thing. Yeah. It's an AI that augments the human then? Exa- yeah, I'm mm-hmm. waiting for that. I think that would be incredible. You got to take baby steps. Yeah, we we got to move towards. That. I think the biggest <laughs> thing is if you could have it and it could remember where your remote or your phone was at. Mm. That'd be the biggest thing. Like you could say, you know, where is my my phone at and it like showed an arrow in your field of vision <laughs> of where it's or, at. Hot or cold. Yeah, yeah, hot or cold for your phone. Getting warmer. <laughs> Get warmer. <laughs> oh, that's great. I think it's a really cool idea. It's, it's that's actually something I really want to play around with is Augmented reality for manufacturing. Yeah, so this one put, is just for like industrial use. The yeah, other one it's was basically for it's everybody, right? Yeah, it's it's it, the main thing about it is it's environments that you normally have to wear gla- safety glasses in. Yep. So you, it's not it's not an extra burden on the user to use. Think of like Got an uh, uh, inventory. Uh, management guy if he could just like look up on a shelf see a box and it would say what's inside that box and the quantity you know without having yeah. to pick take it down and count and like, that, that kind of stuff is cool and i actually think that's part of the reason uh, i was talking about earlier about the burden on the user yeah. is why more people more people don't wear watches anymore mm-hmm. compared to your phone because your phone just goes in your pocket right and so you don't have to worry about it you don't have to put it on you don't yeah and actually is anyone in this room wearing a watch? Uh, we got one. One person wearing a watch out of mm-hmm. six people. Yeah. Seven people. So it used to be everyone wore watches. So yep. I just think it's just that's just one less thing you have to worry about. 
I think it's super cool. Google Glass went from worst idea ever to best idea ever. Yes. <laughs> Never in Kmart. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, cool. I guess that's going to wrap up this episode, right? Yeah. 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 We, got, we got one Kickstarter if you want to hear about it. Oh, sure. please, yeah. please. Yeah. Welcome to the Kickstarter court. Is All there right. like theme music that's supposed to be going on now? No, that'd be a great idea. Yeah. You want to sing something? Do, 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 do. All right, we'll use that every <laughs> every single time. <laughs> okay, so I found on Kickstarter a wearable, and what it does is, do you guys ever grind your teeth at night? I yes. Or wake up with sore sore gums, or notice that your your jaw is popping because there's too much tension in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I guess you call suffer from this, and it'll mess you up. It it. It's a sign of just stress overall in, in yourself. So this company's making a wearable that goes over your ear, and it can sense the tension in your jaw. And then it says it gives you, I'm making air quotes, feedback to let you know that your jaw is clenched. So even if it made a little noise or eventually shocked you, I'd be fine with it because if you just... Give you a little muscle sim- stimulation? I'm not sure what it does. To be honest, the presentation on the, the video, worst video ever. <laughs> it took me... If I, if I didn't have jaw pain while watching it... Uh, I wouldn't have kept on watching because they just didn't tell you what what it was until mm. until way way into the into the video. So the basic that's 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 it basically. You wear it; it knows when your jaw's too clenched. It makes a graph to, to let you know your stress level o- over the really tension level over the day, and then it can give you feedback just to remind you. Because when I remind myself and I, I realize that I'm all clenched up, mm. take a couple deep breaths and you can. You can ease you can that. Feel it go away. It go. It goes away. So the reminder would be would be quite nice. Yeah, that's a that's a neat interesting. Idea. How much is the device for? How much does it cost? It's at the Kickstarter level, so I'm not sure. And again, worst What's... presentation ever. <laughs> if you're hearing, I'm not sorry. Like fix it because your product is excellent, but the presentation is terrible. So I don't even know the price. Do you remember what the name was? Um. So my the. Front four teeth on my top jaw are all fake because I ground the living bejesus out of them during the night. Uh, so that's why wow. they're straight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, that's right. Yeah, no, they're all they're all made of a really hard porcelain now, which I can't I can't grind. And actually, what the dentist told me is my body would learn that I can't grind my teeth because they're so much harder now. Uh, and so I stopped grinding my teeth because it just couldn't do it. No way. So yeah, it's funny. Like it was, it's a brute force fix, and it cost a ton of money, but it worked. I don't have the name. I I can uh, I can tweet it to you guys. Cool, cool. Well, we'll we'll have to look that up. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, I say best idea ever, but judging by the execution of the, of the Kickstarter, I'm not sure if they're going to make it hmm. to to an actual wearable product. It's interesting. We'll have to keep track of that. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, I'm I'm at a Kmart on this. I don't I don't have feelings one way or another. Um, cause I'm not your target market for this. Yeah. Know? Yeah, that's true. I, I don't have those, that, that problem at all. But you may not know that you have those problems. Yeah. Is there, is there a technology out there that lets me know if I'm doing this? Um, pain. <laughs> <laughs> your dentist. General pain yeah. in your jaw and yeah. tooth If I area. wake up and my teeth are grinded away. I, I think, I think this is one of those situations where if it's a problem, you would know it. Yeah. 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 Brex relief, Brex relief, Brux relief. Uh, okay. Uh, Iris just looked it up. 
maybe Brooks Relief. Well, we'll look it up. That's true. That's a bad name as well. Yeah. <laughs> I have no, if the, you just said that name, I have no idea what that product does. Grindify. That's what it should be. Yeah, Grindify. Though <laughs> <laughs> so it's the same, same true as when Google came out. What, what does Google mean? Well, Google's a number, Nowadays, right? it Google, means yeah. search for something. It's like Xerox. Well, when it came out, I mean, Google was a, a word. I mean, yeah. is Google, Google, Google is a very, very, a Google is what? Uh, is it, 10 to the 100th power. Oh, okay. Uh, that's how much money they make now. That was just yeah, a second. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, okay, so we're looking at one. I don't think it's it. So it looks like there's competition, which would be good for us, bad, bad for that Kickstarter. Oh, okay. This competition says only $59. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, for sure. So what do you guys think? What's your rating? You're in the court. You're the judge. It's not my target market, so. So worst Kmart. idea ever? Kmart. Kmart. So I'm going to go with, for me now, it's Kmart only because I've spent so much money on my teeth that I don't want to think diamond, about spending more. Diamond <laughs> yeah. teeth. Yeah, diamond, I just got a grill that I wear all oh, the was time. It, um, what, what, from Futurama? Daimondium. Daimondium. Or, or Diamondilium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, well, that, that's it for us. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're done now. I think, I think that's good. That was a good Kickstarter court. Yeah. 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 Very good. <laughs> so that was the MacFab Engineering Podcast. We were your hosts, Parker Dillman. And Stephen Craig. Eric Benzenoffer. And Scott Hansen. From the Idea Tank Podcast. I guess we'll just sign off then. Yeah. Later, everyone. Take it easy. See ya. Thank you for downloading and listening to the MacFab Engineering Podcast. Yes, you are a listener. If you enjoy this episode, consider sharing it with your coworkers, friends, family, or loved ones. If you have any cool ideas, projects, or topics you want Stephen and I to discuss, tweet us at Macrofab or hit us up on Facebook. If social media isn't your thing, our email address is podcast at macrofab.com. If you're not subscribed to the podcast, click that subscribe button that's somewhere around the screen. Maybe you see it. I don't know where it's at. That way you get the latest MEP episode right when it comes out.